I don't know about you, but for me, there are times in life where it's easy to trust God in a situation. And then there are times in my life where it's more difficult to trust God in what I'm going through. And what I've come to find out is that God is always working. He's working behind the scenes. He's working internally in my heart. He's working maybe with situations uh, that, that maybe are in front of me or maybe that I'm in. And he's always desiring to make me uh, more faithful to the things that he's called me to. That's important. God is always calling us to, to have faith and to trust him in the things that are before us. And there are a lot, of, a lot of important things like our time. You know, our time is precious to us and, and it's precious to God. He's given us every second, every minute, every hour of our lives. And what we do with our time really matters. And how much time we give to God, that really matters. Or the people that are important to us is very, uh, it, it matters. The, the second thing is God has given us uh, tr- uh, talent. And the talent that we have are the, the, the gifting, the how we're shaped. It's, it's what we're good at. And do we use our talent to, to be a blessing to God and be a blessing to others? Or do we sometimes abuse uh, the gifting that we have and, and don't use it for the glory of God? The, the third thing that I, that I think is very important is the treasure that we have. And the treasure is the, the material blessings that have been bestowed to each of us. We're very blessed. Uh, everything that we have is a gift from God. And do we use our blessings to be a blessing to others, to, to put God first? Do we give him the first fruit of our lives? Or do we live our lives like everything we have is ours? We own everything. Or are we stewards of God's monetary blessings? As we go on in the book of Joshua, we're going to find out that, that, that Achan, this man in the last chapter, was dealt with because he had, he had taken the blessings of God and he had violated what God wanted him to do. And God had to deal with not only Achan, but with the whole uh, children of Israel because they could not move forward in the purposes that God had for them. You see, there were battles in front of them, but they could not win those battles with sin in their camp. And it teaches us something so important that that we cannot move forward and win the battles that we have with sin in our camp, with sin in our hearts, with sin in our lives. And God wants us to deal with that because it's going to be a detriment to the goodness that he has for us. And so God is going to speak to every single person, including myself, and tell us that we need to trust the goodness of God to help us in the battles that we have in front of us. And we all have battles. You have a battle right now. Some of you may be dealing with, a, with a, a battle in your health. Some of you may be dealing with a battle in your finances. And some of you may be dealing with a battle with an enemy in your life. You know, the, the enemy of our souls may be working through people and, and, and bringing discouragement and, and you're blaming everybody else. And maybe even secondarily, you're blaming other people instead of dealing with a situation that's at hand. Maybe God's working in your heart. He wants to deal with your heart with a situation that you have in front of you. But here's the thing. God is faithful. He's not like us. He, he, he doesn't change his mind. He, he doesn't uh, let things go. He wants to deal with it. He wants you to deal with it so that you can be better. And so as we open up the scriptures, we're going to find three points 
where we can trust the goodness of God in our life. The first point is this. Trust God's goodness to be your help. You see, it is the goodness of God that helps us against our enemies. Through your greatest battles, you can trust that God is going to be your helper. In fact, the psalmist put it like this in Psalm 121, verse 1 and verse 2. He said, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. You see, when when we have those great challenges in front of us, they seem like mountains. You look at the mountaintops, you look at the whole granditude of this thing that's in front of you, and you say, where is my help going to come from? My help is going to come from the Lord, who's the maker of heaven and earth. In other words, he's the creator of everything. He's the one that can help you overcome the chaos of life. He's the one that can help you overcome the addiction or, or, or that, that physical situation that you're dealing with or maybe the mental, the mental anguish that you're going through. It is God that will help you to overcome. And for, for Joshua and the Israelites, they needed to know that God was going to be with them in every battle that they faced. And he was not going to allow them to continue in a life that was going to lead them down a road of destruction. So this is what it says in verse 1 of chapter 8. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Take all your fighting men and attack Ai. For I have given you the king of Ai, his people, his town, and his land. You will destroy them as you destroyed Jericho and its king. You see, he, he, God tells Joshua, just like you destroyed that fortified city, With 30-foot walls in Jericho, I have given you the king of Ai and that town as well. Victory comes from the hand of God. We need to grab a hold of that, that your victory is not going to come through your own doing. It's not going to come through your own intellect. It's not going to come through your own strength. It's not going to come through a man-made philosophy. It's going to come through the power of God. There is real power in the name of Jesus. Power to help you overcome. Power to get you through. Power to help you navigate through all the difficulties of life. And when you don't tap into the power, you are going to live in discouragement. Discouragement takes you to the low places. Discouragement takes you to the places where you get depressed and there may be someone in, that's watching right now that you're in a, in a life of depression. You need to know that, that God is the lifter of your head. He's the one that will strengthen you for the battle you're facing. Even if you're in a battle of loneliness, in a battle of darkness, you have a light in Jesus to help you get through what you're facing. And he also doesn't want us to be fearful. Fearful will paralyze you. Some of you are not taking the necessary steps for you to overcome the things that you're going through. I got a phone call this morning, 6 a.m. early, from a, from a dear uh, uh, relative in, in the state of Washington. I'm in Arizona. And he was dealing with alcoholism. He's dealing with this addiction. And he says, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to make it through. And I said to him, the only way that we can overcome is through the power of God. When we were done with the conversation, he felt the power of God helping him through the situation. I don't know where you're at, but I can tell you something, that with God, all things are possible. And it doesn't matter what you're facing right now, you will overcome 
the battle that you need because God is your help. And look at what the Lord told Joshua in verse 18. He says, point the spear in your hand toward Ai, for I will hand the town over to you. And Joshua did as he was commanded. And as soon as Joshua gave this this signal, all the men in ambush jumped up from their position and poured into the town. And they quickly captured it and set it on fire. Notice how God said, Joshua, point your spear in the direction of your enemy. And when that happens, everybody that's supposed to come around you is going to assimilate and they're going to come to the place where you will get the victory. That's important for us to grab a hold of because we need to point our weapons in the direction of our enemies knowing that God is with us. We need to point the word of truth that tells us that, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthened us. That if God is for me, who can be against me? You you need to read the word of God out loud and and, and speak it into that, that, that situation, that battle that you're in, and trust God to help you make it through. To help, to to trust God that He's going to help you overcome. You need to point your prayers in the direction of the Lord and also point a, a declaration saying, I am a child of God, and it doesn't matter what is against me, God is for me. And I will overcome through the blood of the Lamb and through the word of my testimony that that I am a child of the Most High God. You see, God is your help. He's your strength. He's your refuge. He's your strong tower. No matter what you're facing, you can trust God to be your help. Here's point number two. Trust God's goodness to be generous. This is important to us because what we do with our finances, what we do with the treasures that we have in our life is where our heart is. Where your treasure is, is where your heart's going to be. And, if, and if, your, if your treasures are everything about yourself, your heart is going to be selfish and selfless. And God doesn't want that to happen. He wants us to understand that, that we're stewards of every monetary blessing God has given us. And what we learned about Achan is that he didn't trust the goodness of God in his life. He said in his heart, I'm going to get my own because I deserve the spoil. Even when God said the spoil belongs to me. Here's the spoil. What God was saying, if you give me the first fruit, if you give me Jericho, because I'm the one that allowed for you to conquer it. If you give me Jericho, I'm going to bless you with everything else. And this is what Achan said. He said, uh, as they questioned him, remember, they got to the place that they questioned everybody. They, they, They got... They, 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 God revealed that it was Achan, and Achan said this, Among the plunder, I saw a beautiful robe from Babylon, 200 silver coins, and a bar of gold weighing more than a pound. I wanted them so much that I took them. They are hidden in the ground beneath my tent, with the silver buried deeper than the rest. And what we find is that instead of Achan standing on holy ground, that's where God dwells, that he stood on hidden ground, and that's where our selfish desires are. Now, here's the thing. God doesn't want to keep anything from us, but he also does not want for everything to have our hearts. He wants for our hearts to be lined up with his purposes and with his blessings, and then understand that he's a good God, And we trust the goodness of God with everything in our lives. See, God wants you to know that he's the blesser of everything that is good. 
Every blessing that we have comes from him. And so in, in, in verse 2 of chapter 8, it says this, this time, as God told Joshua, this time you may keep the plunder and the livestock for yourselves. God never keeps blessings from us. But he doesn't want us to be tainted with self and selfishness. And that's a struggle that every person has. We can learn a lot about Achan, a, a, a lot about blessings by looking at the life of Achan. You see, his blessing was right around the corner. But that robe looked so good. That bar of gold looked so good that all those things, the, the silver looked so good. And, and that's how it is for us in life. The temptation for us is to, to think that everything is ours and we want more and we want more and we want more for ourselves instead of saying, God, everything is yours. I want to be a blessing to others. If you've never been generous, maybe you can start this week. You can start this week and, and, and know that at Living Word Chapel, we talk about generosity. We, we talk about being a generous people because we serve a generous God. And when you allow the generosity of God to, to begin to move in our lives, it just changes everything. It changes, it's more importantly than changes, changing us on the outside, it changes who we are on the inside because our heart is bent on the things that are important to God. And here, here's the third point that is so important. We need to trust God's goodness to be just. The goodness of God is just. You see, God deals with sin in a way that is just, and, and that is so important to us. You know, God doesn't let things go. God, God deals with things because he's righteous and he's holy. And we need that in our lives. We, we need for things to be dealt with in our individual lives. And God could not let things go because then his people would be led astray. And we find there in, in, in verse uh, 28, it says, Joshua burned the town of Ai, and it became a permanent mound of ruins, desolate to this very day. Verse 29, Joshua impaled the king of Ai on a sharpened pole and left him there until evening. And we think, how, how, could, how could he have done that? How, how could that have happened? God was showing people that sin comes with a price. The, the Canaanites... We're, we're a people that, that had debauchery in their life. There, there were so many things that they did the, the, from uh, sexual sin, all kinds of sexual immorality, to uh, even the, uh, giving their, their, their children, their infants, and sacrificing them. There were so many things that they did that were so contrary to God's ways. And it helps us to understand that that. That God deals with sin because he's righteous and he's good. And not only that, because it destroys people. I, I love what, what God says in Leviticus chapter 18, verse 24 and 25. He, he tells the children of Israel, he says, Do not defile yourselves in any of these ways, for the people I am driving out before you have defiled themselves in all of these ways. Verse 25, because the entire land has become defiled, I am punishing the people who live there. I will cause the land to vomit them out. And it, it speaks to me about 
We find godly fear in this fact. And the, and the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. It's for us to understand that he's holy and he's righteous and is good. Sin has the power to pollute the towns and cities where it dwells. Sin has the power to destroy so many lives. Can I tell you what, what's destroying our world, what's destroying our country? It's sin. It, it's, it's hatred. It's anger. It's, it's sexual immorality. It's, it's, it's adultery. It's, it's, it's breaking relationships and marriages. It's all these things that, that, that are set against us. And they're against God. But God has such a wonderful plan. He, he's got so much love for us that he doesn't want us to live there. In Deuteronomy, this is what God told the children of Israel. Chapter 9, verse 4 and 5. He said, after the Lord your God has done this for you, don't say in your hearts, the Lord has given us this land because we are such good people. No. It is because of the wickedness of the other nations that he is pushing them out of your way. It is not because you are so good or have such integrity that you are about to occupy their land. The Lord your God will drive these nations out ahead of you only because of their wickedness. And to fulfill the oath he swore to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And this is so important because the children of Israel were no different. But it was God's grace and mercy that was evident in these passages. You know, all of us fall short of the glory of God. All of us, all of us have the potential to be sucked into sin. All of us need the hand of God to restore us. And here's the good news. That he sent the perfect one to pay the penalty for our sin. That he sent the, 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 the righteous one, the one that has no sin, to pay a price that he didn't owe. As Paul wrote to the church in Galatia, he said this, but Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. For it is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. Now we see that the king of Ai was hung on a, on a tree, on a spear, because of the sin of that of that, of that people. But God had a plan that he would send the Holy One, the, the perfect one, the Messiah, and he would hang on the tree at Calvary, on the cross, for all of the sins of mankind. And I don't, I don't know what you've done. I don't know what, what, what you're carrying right now, but I can tell you this, that God paid the penalty so that you could be rescued from the life of misery. And you could win the battle. And the battle is won through the Lord. It's won by the Lord. And it's even won for the Lord. It's for his glory. And you can, you can have this burden lifted off of you. You can walk in this newness that comes through Jesus Christ. You can overcome the, the greatest battle that you have. And that battle with sin, we cannot defeat without the power of Jesus Christ. So God is... He's inviting you right now into this restored relationship with him. Into this place of newness where you can find your salvation in Jesus Christ. And I'd love to lead you in a prayer. I'd love to, to help you cross the threshold of faith from being guilty 
to being free from guilt. From being unrighteous to putting on the righteousness of Christ. From being dirty and immoral to being holy through the holiness that was given to you at the cross of Jesus Christ. I'd love for you to pray. And I just believe that many of you are ready to take that next step so you can see the goodness of God. And pray this prayer with me so that you can welcome the Lord into your life as he's extending his hand to you. God, I need you. I need you in my life. I'm tired of trying to live my life without you. So today I put my, my trust in Jesus Christ. I trust the goodness of God in Jesus. I admit that I am a sinner and I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord. I choose to follow him from this day forward. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, the greatest thing you could have ever prayed and declared, you are a child of God. And at Living Word Chapel, we want to be a church that's going to help you along your journey of faith. We're a church that will come alongside and uh, love, empower, and transform you with and through the living word because we know and we believe that the word of God is what changes our lives. The word of God is true. It never changes. And it speaks to us about the true word, which is Jesus Christ. God has such an amazing plan for your life, and I just cannot wait to hear all the exciting things that God is doing in your life. Be ready for an amazing week. The battles that you have in front of you, you have someone that's going to help you overcome and allow for you to have the generosity and the heart of God in whatever you face. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.